Hello, everyone. Welcome to yet another episode of Citizen Hank, a King of the Hill discussion podcast. I am uh, once again joined by my friend Joe here. Hello. This uh, last time you heard us speaking with one another about King of the Hill specifically, we talked about uh, Hank and uh, Willie Nelson. And then this time we're talking about uh, Hank and terribly unaware racism uh-huh <laughs> we sure are this is for a uh, season one episode seven westy side story this episode's a whole lot <laughs> it is yeah yeah it is i i i chose this one for you specifically too because the other one is like established hank hill as a character and like you really get to know him and then this one is for, uh, I think, the specific thing you asked me about the show is, like, is it truly about the bad white Republican man? Or, or like, that, that's what, that's kind of what this episode kind of teeters back and forth on is, uh, mm-hmm. is this a takedown of the unaware, conservative, uh, older white guy? Or is it, like also saying hey he's also right that this that this show kind of sometimes executes really well and sometimes it it is really bad at it yeah it seems like it's a little bit of uh you know having his cake and eating it too in that it will it'll sort of like point like fingers at hank for being clearly wrong about something um and and other white characters as well <laughs> uh and it'll also it also just has a lot of the racism in it anyway. <laughs> um, which is like, yeah, I guess it's not, uh, that's, that's very of its time. Um, but it's also interesting how like they, they do it with this, this family who are like from California. <laughs> yeah. They're, uh, they, uh, it's like a quick throwaway thing. Uh, but, uh, men and con are from Laos, but, They've lived in uh, America for what we can assume is at least like twelve I think years. They say they, I thought they said like twenty, but yeah. Um, because there's also a line about how like I don't know if they meant kicked out when they said it, but yeah. they were like kicked out, kicked out of Laos, and then kicked out of Anaheim. <laughs> and now they're in Texas. This episode is a lot just because of how like I see people read it online, mm-hmm. and it's. <laughs> it's strange for for there to be stuff in this episode where like see hank really had it right about racism people are too sensitive about it and then hank and his friends are doing something super uncomfortably racist. racist yeah <laughs> but <laughs> it, uh, it, it starts off with the uh, the rainy street gang hank boomhauer bill and dale Hanging out, drinking beer on their lawnmowers. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so dumb. It's such a dumb visual. Yeah. Like, they could, they could just be standing around or whatever, drinking beer. But for some reason, they're just choosing to sit on their lawnmowers and drink. Mm-hmm. I guess there's, there's a line later where Hank shows his uh, insecurity when compared to <laughs> Khan's lawnmower. So, like... I don't know if that was intentionally a setup for them to say like they really care about these things for some reason, mm. but um, I, I guess that is those are both in this episode, so <laughs> intentional or not? Yeah. Uh, just uh, while, while they're sitting there, they're drinking, they're drinking the beers when a moving van pulls up, and they get all excited about a new neighbor. It's like I hope, I hope they like, I hope they like this. I, they they see a. a a dad like figure and an older son wearing like a football jersey and like, Oh boy, we have a nice all American family moving in next door to us in this nice all American neighborhood. And like, oh. It's it, it's it's funny, they respond the way that like you would see like kids respond. Like, Oh, I wonder what the new neighbor's like. Yeah. Um, and also where Hank immediately started talking about them. Like it it's clearly a moving truck. Like I, I immediately assumed it was movers who were doing their job. <laughs> and Hank's like, "What a good father and son!" Like I'm, I'm like, "All right." And he makes a comment about how like 
if he plays football as well as he lifts that wooden box, our our high school's got a great sports ball player <laughs> with it. I I also like the, the like comedically dad observation they had of look how he lifts with his legs and not his back. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, uh, where's the movers? This family hired us to move for them, and then the the new neighbors. Even though I've watched this show a bunch, it's still a little difficult to say because that's part of the point. The soup and Newsome phones. Yeah, it's intentionally complicated. <laughs> a, uh, a Laotian family has moved next door where mm-hmm. they're, they're not only uh, not white, but <laughs> they also have a tiny dog. Yeah, tiny dog. Man, <laughs> there's a lot <laughs> to unpack <laughs> right away. Um, for one, like when they get out of the car and like everyone's like mouth agape at how yeah. I can't believe this family's not white. See, there's, I, I'm I'm always, I, maybe we we can figure some of this out. I'm not sure because there's there's some. I mean, I don't like, know. We're just too. Well, I'm white. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know what I can say too much about it. I'm I'm but. vaguely white. I've been around white people my whole life, so it's I always feel weird when I. Uh, <laughs> I always have to like second guess myself when I talk about some matters like this. When when talking about the recent stuff in wrestling, me and Cameron had to stop and be like, "Hey, everyone, we're not white." If you're not sure, <laughs> but because <laughs> it's something that like, and that's a whole other thing we could we could get to is struggling with with identity. But that's that's not this is not the place for that. But um, no, <laughs> this is a this I, is I a always, King of the Hill podcast. Yeah, I always. I feel like the Hank's Hank's shocked reaction is supposed to be part of the joke because yeah, I think it's supposed to play back to like a super uncomfortable like 70s sitcom where it's like the upright standing family and then like a black family moves in. It's like five years after the civil rights movement and they don't they 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 think they're fine with with other people but it's they've never had to actually interact with them so one mm-hmm. once it, once they actually have that conversation they they inadvertently act super offensive and i think that's kind of supposed to be the setup here where and we we get a little bit of that where they're overacting for it when this family has been in america for long enough to understand like customs and everything <laughs> yeah this it's, it's weird it this uh the story beats of this episode kind of um evoke a lot of the same beats as a lot of like popular quote-unquote media about race as made by white people does like you know we're recording this relatively i mean it's april it's not really on the heels of oscar season but like green yeah. book one um and like uh, that's a, a problem and just a lot of things like oh you find the common ground and we're not so different after all and like this seems to subvert that in like a talk like they're both toxically <laughs> masculine so yeah. it's fine um and like a lot of other things but like it also like really leans on the racist stereotypes um even if it you know it is just like hey that's racist the joke is that they're racist and wrong about it there is still a lot of time spent in the racism of it <laughs> so yeah i don't know a lot of the time it, it feels like it's punching up at the the whiteness um but it almost seems like it's doing it in the sense of like them not like them being very american in their own way yeah because uh, they're like, uh, I, I think, I think what th- all these confrontations that happen in this episode could benefit from is, uh, I, I don't, I don't know how well you could do this with a twenty-two minute animated sitcom, but mm-hmm. I feel like what should have been in this episode for Hank to meet that common ground with Khan is that idealized embodiment of the American dream of like anyone Mm. can come to America and make a life for themselves, that sort of thing. And that's kind of what gets Hank on his side is 
that Khan and Min escaped from this communist country and came to America, the land of opportunity. Now they have a family and a nice paying job in a nice neighborhood, but Hank is too busy focusing on the fact that he's an asshole. <laughs> and they don't really Which, yeah. give they don't really give justification for him to be an asshole. He's just kind of like an ornery guy. <laughs> yeah. Which like I don't know. I, 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 if you, if your first interaction with these white people was them being obnoxiously white, like, yeah, all right. That's true. Yeah. I, um, and then there's, there's actually a line where Hank's like, I I don't hate him because he's not white or like, I don't, it's not racist. I just think he's an asshole. Yeah. (laughs) And that's, that's the, that's the thing where people like conflate it to be a lot more than what it is, is. See, see, people aren't racist. They just don't like the specific person, and the reason they don't like that specific person is because of they're so different. <laughs> things they have internalized that they might not even be aware of. <laughs> yeah, subtle <laughs> racism. Um, what's the mic- microaggressions? A million of them. Yeah. Um, what's interesting too is the characterization of Khan is it's not even like and like I'm talking out of my ass because I don't know shit about the actual culture that they would come from from laos or whatever but like they're they're not even like stereotypically asian things that they're separated by yeah it's like you grill burgers with something that isn't propane (laughs) it's your dog is small it's 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 weird little things like that it's almost like they're not they're not living up to their stereotypes of yeah that's what uh quote unquote asian people would be like yeah, that's why I, th- I think, like, the the choice to make them Laotian is incredibly good because mm. it you can kind of get that where, like, when, when they walk up and introduce themselves and everything, like, how they're just like, so are you Chinese or Japanese? They're like, I'm Laotian. What? The ocean? We know people don't live in the ocean. Like, by making them from this kind of smaller asian country that i probably wouldn't know the existence of if i didn't watch king of the hill uh (laughs) that because i know it's like bordering like vietnam and stuff but it's not really anything you learn about in yeah history class or anything he he gives the like he gives a a pitch on and essentially when they ask he's like yeah it's between vietnam and i forget the the name of the other place um and says all this like the population ever like and it sounds really rehearsed like he's probably has to tell this a lot yeah <laughs> um whether that's intentional to, to 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 sell that sort of um thing for for khan's character or not but he does that yeah. and then he says all about it and they're like so so are you chinese or are you japanese though because <laughs> everything exists in this like you know every Super every binary yeah quote unquote asian person um, yeah, because wh- white people let that just be a, a catch-all for for so many different cultures. Yes, <laughs> and that's a uh, yeah. I think th- talk, like talking about it now, that's kind of uh, that's probably the reasoning for con standoffishness with this is e- even in California where they have like large Japanese and like Chinese uh, populations and like uh, communities within larger cities that. Mm-hmm he still had to deal with people being like so which one are you and then when he tells them they just gloss over it and don't really do Mm -hmm. any thinking about it oh yeah and and it's weird too because it's like it because it is paired with such an aggressiveness that isn't really unpacked or given nuance in the episode which again it's it's a 22 minute episode (laughs) of a fox cartoon (laughs) from 1997 (laughs) but uh it's it's uh his his wife who like says like hey don't don't be mean don't be mean to everybody all the time you just met these people yeah. but then like the next day they're accusing them of like wildly racist things <laughs> <Yeah>. so <laughs> you know <laughs> that that kind of pops in my head too of where like a lot of people on Hanks and he's like the guy's just being mean while not getting why he is and that's a mm-hmm. common problem within like white people dealing with stuff is that they don't get that people don't have the patience to like hold their hand through a lot of this stuff anymore Yeah, from how much they've been got, had to, had to do it in the past. So they don't want to carry all that for them. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's yeah, especially <laughs> if like they had lived in in the U.S. for so long, it's just like maybe kind of sick of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, new place and all the same <laughs> old problems. I uh, I love the the joke that they that they do. Uh, twice in like the first half of this episode where when he first walks up and meets Khan and shakes his hand and Khan freaks out from like how hard Hank is like squeezing his hand mm-hmm. and then later it happens again when they go over to uh the Hills house for dinner and I it's just I can relate because I hate shaking hands with old white men oh yeah no that's the <laughs> fucking worst <laughs> Just, just do want... the head nod it's yeah. fine <laughs> they just they Dude. want to crush your your palm for some reason yes yeah, it's like an act of dominance <laughs> yeah like even I, worse I, when I they do the, like my pull hands. you in thing yeah ugh. <laughs> quit it quit it <laughs> i need to like uh start carrying hand sanitizer i'm get all fucking times to deal with that shit uh but yeah i know it's 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 a that's a funny payoff too because he's like trying to be nice for that dinner yeah like damn nice house you have or something (laughs) and something i didn't pick up on until this last viewing of it is after hank after he says damn nice house hank says thanks it's been lead free since 1988 so it's been lead free for nine years since bobby recent since bobby was three Jesus. (laughs) Jesus. <laughs> so. uh, is Luann even in this episode? A little bit. She has one of the best lines in the entire series, actually, in this episode. Oh, shit. Then I just don't remember. Um, <laughs> um, hell yeah. The, the, uh, yeah, when they're at, at the dinner, the, uh, that's where uh, we start to just pick up more and more of the uh, uh, bad racism where... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hank is telling Bobby to eat more because the girls run and laps on him. I don't know why that's some kind of like masculine. That must be some weird masculinity thing that even I'm not aware of. About you have you to eat more. You're a boy, right? <laughs> eat more than the lady. Yeah, and he like gives and... it to yeah. He like gives his meal to 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 Bobby, which is bizarre. <laughs> and, and what's the what's like? I think almost expertly telegraphed how american this family is is connie going i've never had beef lo mein before like because they they very uh uncomfortably made an asian dinner for them quotations asian dinner yeah Uh, and instead of taking that as oh she's never had this specific meal She's taking it as, oh, she hardly has ever eaten in her life. Ugh. <laughs> because Ugh. she, because it says something about how, like, entire commu- communities don't have food that she's read somewhere once. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Khan's like, what the fuck? Where have you read that? Oh, I don't know. Just somewhere. <laughs> yeah, which is, which is also just a very fucking suburban white mom thing i read an article on the facebook <laughs> oh god oh when they've been they've been in talks of doing new king of the hill and i feel like 90 percent of new king of the hill episodes could be done because peggy read something on facebook and then mm-hmm. is ruining everyone else in the neighborhood's lives with it <laughs> yeah one of one of my favorite tweets is imagine hank hill saying beto o'rourke <laughs> And I think about that a lot. Uh, <laughs> I I love it so much. <laughs> I feel I feel like Hank is like this super conservative white dude who probably would hate Ted Cruz. Yes, there's uh an episode in which we season... talked last time about how Hank's like, "No, you dumbass, global warming's extremely real. If it gets more hot, I'm going to beat your ass." Yeah. There's <laughs> There's an episode that I think when we get to that one, uh, you should come back on for that one where Hank Hank meets George W. Bush before when he's running for president, and in that episode he uh, they go to like a state fair, and Luann runs into a guy running for the Communist Party, and mm. 
she I wonder decides, how that's done. She's gonna. She. It's. It's. It's very uh, badly. Uh, because she finds the guy in the communist party hot, so she's gonna vote for communism. But she starts like spouting about the people's revolution, and then Hank derides her for it. And then later in the episode, he doesn't want to vote for George Bush because he has a bad handshake. So (laughs) I feel like I could do like a seven hour episode talking about uh, how Hank would feel about modern politics. (laughs) Yeah, it would be complicated for sure. I I almost do and don't want more King of the Hill as a result. (laughs) Um. It would be weird to see King of the Hill come back and Bobby not be like the same small boy. They do want... I know when they've talked about it, they have said that the characters will have aged. Yeah. I mean, so it would be, there'd be a lot of separation from, like, believability if they did. Yeah. Uh, like, I, I think I think they could write some stories if Bobby was our age. I also mm-hmm. uh, I also wish they, they made, like, one King of the Hill episode, like, seven years ago. Because I feel like you could easily make an episode of where Bobby is a brony. Oh, yeah. Bobby <laughs> would be a fucking brony, dude. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> What's funny is like there were so many memes too. Like, uh, what are all the kids listening to? Like that bit, <laughs> yeah, um, with, with like dubstep or dubstep or whatever. But I definitely saw some of those made by like those brony dubstep remixers. <laughs> Absolutely, hundred percent. Oh, the early the early two thousand tens though, they were something. <laughs> we got we got a. Uh... We gotta skip past the brony thing before more stuff comes unleashing from our brains. <laughs> uh, that's what I always fear. Like I walk upstairs and my my sister's watching it. I I like run back down. It's like I I'm not getting hooked into this. I'm it's it's 2019. <laughs> I can't I can't go back. Would Bobby Reed Homestuck? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Would Bobby be a juggalo? <laughs> Is he down with the clown? Does he kick back the wicked elixir? I gotta know. Bobby, why do you keep sending me these weird texts? Dad, it's my typing quirk. <laughs> oh my god. But Dad This is cursed. <laughs> oh man. Who yeah, there's so oh man. And What's weird too, like Bobby would like Depending on how they sell it, like Bobby would be like older, like older than me. I guess yeah. maybe your age. He's a he's twelve as of nineteen ninety seven, but through the like he stays uh, twelve a while. I would thir- assume thirteen years the show was on TV. Around he's he they do have an episode about his thirteenth birthday, which I think is really neat. Mm. And they like hit on like young adult puberty beats in the episodes that are pretty Bobby focused, which I think is incredibly good but yeah that's uh that yeah he was i was about bobby's age when the show ended a little bit older so yeah he'd be like in between our in between us for age if they like use the natural progression from the ending of the series Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like I, i'm worried it's a double-edged sword <laughs> yeah it's one of those things where it's like arrested development was good here's season four never mind yep <laughs> maybe things maybe nostalgia is bad <laughs> I don't like the end of the dinner scene, though, because it kind of, like, I think they give us enough beats with Khan for us to kind of, like, him to, them to have backing for, like, why he's unlikable. I feel like having Min do something that makes her unlikable isn't as, it doesn't, like, help, really. It just yeah, gives... there's, like, this, this weird subplot of, like, the wives... Like, yeah, hating each other and then being nice to each other, but clearly fake, like the whole time. I I guess it's, it could be some kind of like flip of how in your usual sitcom thing the wives are like, oh those dumb men, and they're trying to get them to stop fighting. But in this, mm-hmm. they're they're kind of going back and forth and fighting. But a lot of the stuff Min does seems a little more clueless, while Khan is more intentional i i guess that could be what they could be going for there too is 
Min is accidentally making all these slights. I mean, running around in uh, Peggy's shoes making fun of her big feet. I don't know how you could uh, ever think that's appropriate. Yeah, I don't know. That's fucking <laughs> wild, dude. But it happens for sure. That's It's it's like one of the most weird things that happens is her just it doing was, that. It was bizarre. <laughs> and I was just like, why is this happening? Uh, the, I guess the the only real payoff with it is just the, how funny it is when they tell them to take have them take their shoes off because they understand that an Asian culture out there r- doesn't wear shoes in the building. And in a really funnily framed shot when they're first sitting at the table, you can see below that uh, Hank, Peggy, and Bobby aren't wearing shoes, but Con, Connie, and Min are all wearing shoes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because there's a line that's like, all right, yeah, just take off your shoes when you come inside. And then they're like, why? Did you just, like, clean the carpets? What <laughs> <Yeah>. the fuck? <laughs> Shampoo the carpets. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, that happens. And then Peggy's. There's a, I don't I, – I, I, I almost felt bad for laughing at the punchline of that sequence where <laughs> Hank's like, there's nothing wrong. And then he, like, steps closer to, like, kiss her. And then he, like – and she's like, ow. Yeah. <laughs> but, and, like, you just have to assume <laughs> what it is. But yeah. it's, uh, I felt like for some reason that just really got me. <laughs> it's it's one of those things that they keep up with the series in like super minor details. That's really interesting. Hmm. She also gives Min some of her uh, Peggy's brown Betty, which was passed in her family lineage. The next day, Hank and Connor are like standing around outside. Like Hank's trying to be friendly because he doesn't want to hate his neighbor while the dogs and the kids are playing which i i like the the weird it i i don't know there's never really a good payoff for it in the entire series which is upsetting where because connie's actual name is con jr and bobby asks her and she's like oh my dad wanted a boy and and bobby's like my dad too yeah my dad too like yeah super not picking up on like any of the subtleties of this conversation and while while they're talking and playing so are the dogs uh the west (laughs) watch out bobby it's one of those chinese fighting dogs god that was so stupid like it's so absurd and like so clearly meant like the joke is that he's a dumb racist but like so I, I and I did laugh at it, but I'm still mad about it is the thing. <laughs> it's, I don't think I've ever heard of a Chinese fighting dog. No, that just sounds like a thing a racist white dude would say. <laughs> it, it like it's something you see in like a fifties uh kung fu movie where like John Wayne plays a martial arts master. Jeez. <laughs> Uh, fun fun fact for people listening: John Wayne played Genghis Khan in a movie once. Christ, <laughs> old Hollywood was bad. Still is pretty bad. Still uh, pretty bad. <laughs> and <laughs> she says it's a, it's a West it's a West Highland Terrier. Yeah, one of them. <laughs> one of them. Yeah. And, oh man, I just remembered a really good joke from the last episode we talked about. <laughs> oh no, what is it? It was oh man, he's t- saying how like. Uh, how much he cares about his guitar or whatever, and he goes to say what like the like model or whatever of it is, and he just forgets it in the middle of the sentence. <laughs> oh, I, I completely missed that one. It's so good. It's like this is this is a special something something. Uh, why does it smell bad? <laughs> it's it's like this is the the weirdest thing of like American. I've never thought of like. Do- maybe I haven't watched a lot of good old wholesome American media, but Hank's like obsession with about with like his purebred bloodhound representing like his real American dog, because mm-hmm. uh, he's I found a suitor for her. Maybe maybe if you're interested, you can get yourself a real American dog. And as as this is going on, uh, Doggy, their uh, Con's dog, is uh. Mounting Ladybird, <laughs> sure is. <laughs> Which we we get the fun line from Khan calling Hank's dog a slut. Which that's weird. <laughs> it's very weird. <laughs> they don't they don't need to like 
sexual. I I mean, it, it also makes Hank super flustered because Hank like weirdly sexualizes the situation as well. Mm-hmm. How she like, oh no, I'm just getting this. He says she needs to. Br- oh fuck, I did not get this at all. Oh, are you just like reading it now and like the subtext it? now is. She needs to breed with her own kind. Oh, no. Yes, it's pretty bad. <laughs> oh, how did I not? I just thought he was m- mad because he wants to ki- <laughs> Oh, fuck. I just didn't uh, even on- think about on- it that Honestly, much. <laughs> the subtext of that paired with the quote-unquote purebred shit is, like, yeah, pretty rough. <laughs> and I, the fact that Bobby is talking with the daughter and they're, like... Forming a friendship makes it also super weird. Mm-hmm. Oh no! Oh, oh no! no. <laughs> See, this is this is part of the goal that I had. <laughs> this is unpack more. Now I'm unpacking a lot more, and it makes <laughs> me feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. Like, it, it's so much of like how how much shittiness can you just unabashedly represent while saying. Well, the joke is that they're wrong, though. Like, yeah, it, and it's it, it's, it, it's extra. It's really hard too when you look at like Mike Judge's history of work, like Silicon Valley and Idiocracy and Beavis and Butthead all seem to be like takedowns of like sensitive conservative people a lot of the time. I've watched like zero of uh silicon valley i i saw once one thing where i the only thing i've seen of it is like a, a quick joke where they're trying to hire people for their tech their tech firm and then one of the guy who applies they look at his social media and he's campaigning to remove black emojis so they don't Jesus. want to hire a racist which so so like it's it's weird because a lot of the stuff that mike judge has made is um kind of super left leaning but it's all or this left-ish. is also like yeah leftish but it's also a 22 year old show so yeah there, it's there's like, actually it, i would say a pretty common trend of looking at people who and like south park falls in the same same thing where it's like they were you know critical of a lot of things and uh like leftish leaning of media then like in like but then, like, as the people making it get older and, like, they they find new things to be reactionary of. And then, mm-hmm. like, just as the passage of time, they end up, instead of saying, oh, all the people older of me who have gatekeeped me from things suck and are bad. Then, you know, they make a successful show. They uh, have a lot of money. They get another 20 years older. <laughs> and then trans people are the punching bags now, right? Right, guys? Yeah. Like, <laughs> and, and that's just a very unfortunate truth because a lot of a lot of reactionary media like those people end up growing up to be shittier mm-hmm. than you would <laughs> have hoped they would stick yeah. with what's interesting with the uh, king of the hill is once king of the hill ended like a year or two after mike judge made a show that was kind of the opposite it was like a super like neoliberal trying hard to be like uh accepting and everything show about a family like that Hmm. which is it was on abc it ran for like a season it wasn't great i've watched all of it just because like it's made by king of the hill guy and it's like the opposite the only good like ongoing joke that they have is they adopted a kid from africa because they're like we got to do our part and help out those those uh those kids over there who don't have things we have but they get like a fat white kid from south africa (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, it's like unpacking the the race the savior complex. Yeah, <laughs> and and how racist and, it is. And that and that kid, like as he's growing up, he's like, kind of like a a dumb meathead, and he's like super good at sports and everything, and he's like being pushed into these things that this family would normally be against. And it's, mm. but the show doesn't ever do a, a good job of being like, hey, maybe uh be a little bit more critical instead of just virtue signaling kind of characters but yeah it's also good that i'm glad that show was done in like 2011 and not 2019 because that would be a miserable slog to watch probably (laughs) yeah that's that's another thing too is like i i feel like a lot of these people like they knew how to do comedy that was critical of certain things at certain times and then like 
they just don't fucking <laughs> times change <laughs> like and especially like comedy now i feel like changes fucking day to day of what people do and don't find funny <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's <laughs> it's 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 always a strange thing that I, I bring up to people and they don't really get how, like, an art form that is more so than anything else based off of trial and error, there's there's some weird cognitive dissonance where those people hit a certain point where they're like, I don't have to do that anymore. So established yeah. writers, comedians think, oh, I've been doing this for 20 years. I don't need to figure out what jokes are funny anymore. My jokes mm-hmm. are just funny. And then they 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 go to a college campus and it's like this sucks and like huh wow kids are wrong <laughs> yeah am I the no this must be the kids who are wrong yeah <laughs> which like that that joke being from the Simpsons movie is so fucking infuriating because like the Simpsons falls into the same goddamn traps yeah of literally it, thinking nope it's the people who have grown up and gotten better <laughs> that are the wrong ones yeah. <laughs> They uh they have a barbecue after uh they like the next I don't know if it's passage of time in this episode is a little bit weird the the last one we talked yeah. about they it was like all in one day mm-hmm. um this one they after like arguing over the uh the dogs and Con calling him a narrow minded redneck and Hank getting more offended at that than anything bad that he's said or like critically yeah. thinking i wonder what <laughs> like there's there's something to that where he's like i don't even remember what what he calls con but he's like you all you something uh yeah. have your stereotypes when he gets called a redneck yeah, you chinese um, people with your stereotypes jesus which is <laughs> bizarre <laughs> uh the history of the word redneck is a complicated one in general yeah, um, <laughs> which now like, just like I hate poor people, but like yeah. they they do it by signaling some sort of uh, I mean it really just means like the people hate poor people, but like <laughs> people will use it in conjecture with like disliking southern white people or it, or, or it, like very white things. When you live in a, a place like South Dakota, it's used to like generalize parts of the country that you that have stuff you don't agree with, and you're mm-hmm. ignoring the fact that there's people in those states who aren't those people. So you want to generalize, yeah. like living in South Dakota. I see that online, just like those those jokes, like "haha, all these all these places on this map aren't part of America," and it's like these are all the states that. Our current president got electoral votes for. Ha ha. Yeah. It sure is funny that Florida is getting hit by a hurricane because their electoral votes didn't go to the president I wanted. All uh, those people deserve to die because of this. Yeah, because of the because of the state. Uh, which, not even to unpack how like gerrymandering works and how those situations yeah. are, are set up to specifically make it so poor people don't have a voice. Um, like beyond that, <laughs> using hatred of of, of uh. Poor people and, and southern people to to justify some sort of <laughs> malicious act and malicious language. Um, I remember uh, there was like a popular Twitter meme like a couple weeks ago about like searching something in Florida Man to figure out what your Florida Man article was, and like yeah. I was I'm already so fucking tired of that. I don't even care. Like it has nothing to do with me being from Florida, but it's just I <laughs> again it's an excuse to make fun of poor people. Um, and people who have substance abuse problems. Uh, Adam Johnson wrote a really good article about that, actually, which I saw people circulating around again uh, when when that Twitter meme was was going around, and I was just like, "I'm tired. I'm logging off." <laughs> I uh, I this is this is drifting all away, but I uh, a podcast I listen to regularly called I think it was this it was stuff they don't want you to know, where they usually talk about like, conspiracy theories and everything. Um, they did an episode called basically what the fuck is wrong with Florida. And mm. it was them like trying to figure out why, why you get these Florida man stories all the time. Mm-hmm. And like, why it's always like the most wild stuff you can imagine. And I guess there's like within, uh, uh, laws and stuff in Florida, 
the reason why you can report on those and it's increased more because people have caught on is there's something where like a lot of arrest records and like court records are super available to anyone in florida who wants to report on them yeah and like when you and it becomes like like clickbait fodder because it's so like just you yeah let's let's just exploit these people who have already been criminalized why not you 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 take away a lot of the context for it like it could be like florida man found naked wrestling alligator in someone else's backyard and they're leaving out like all sorts of information that is, is like what what he was dealing with whether or not the man has like history with uh substance abuse or is like a man on hard times and like was getting attacked by the alligator like they're living yeah. out they're getting rid of all that stuff and they're saying ha ha crazy man yeah it's <laughs> literally how can i exploit this uh th- these people for some sort of joke headline um yeah. <laughs> and i and i had a i couldn't remember the exact details so i, I googled real quick on uh on the term redneck but um it was uh commonly used in reference to coal miner union unions and union members who like wore red bandanas to like uh show solidarity for that um which means of course people hated it (laughs) and is used to uh yeah demean um yeah union workers and uh working class poor people um and and like the appalachia areas so cool cool it's strange how a lot of terms what just trace back to a uh, racism <laughs> or uh, yeah or some sort of hate speech <laughs> yeah <laughs> i like the because th- they uh they have the barbecue they're at a barbecue and uh i like the the like setup with the four of them standing around con and like getting incredibly upset at how he's grilling not only because hank wants him to grill with propane and not mesquite but he's letting them cook too long and I don't yeah, know as far as he's concerned. Yeah, I've I've uh I've had a lot of experience with uh, older white dudes who get mad at how you ha- want your steak cooked or how you want your meat cooked. Mm-hmm. They just lose their minds that it's that you would have it anything other than like still alive. Like you're not just biting into the cow. Wild. <laughs> at some point, I reached an age where I just like picked a thing to say and just say it every time and don't think about it yeah <laughs> that's the easier way to go about it and i'm just, i'm a and and then like if they fuck it up i will know <laughs> so it's fine yeah there's a, there's a lot of stuff around the barbecue um i think it's before it actually happens where peggy contemplates running over um yeah man. that's that's where that's where uh Luian has the best line because uh it, one of the best lines in the whole series where they're going to, they're getting to the car and we got to we got to get there before the cheese gets old and the pineapple gets hot that's uh these characters thoughts on pineapple and pizza everyone if you're mm-hmm. curious it's a dumb yeah. fight but <laughs> there's another there's another thing where uh Luann's I I remember this now where Luann said um something like if we're not there in 30 minutes it's free yeah <laughs> and again just the cold silence from from Peggy's like I'm not even going to I'm not even going to start. I'm just going to drive. <laughs> yeah. And there's a I I don't I still don't really understand I, the the stuff with Min and Peggy just gets more weird. Yeah, it's just like both of them like just talking down on each other but in this very like what I don't know the exact word I'm looking for, but they're like nice like condescending. They're like condescendingly nice to yeah. each other about things. When they stop and talk like they're inviting Peggy to the barbecue and she won men like rests her hand on like the like rear view mirror um, or the side, the side mirror or whatever. And Pe- one Peggy just keeps tapping her fucking hand like a hundred times in this fucking scene. <laughs> but she also makes some remark like, Oh yeah, if you need any help, like knowing what a barbecue actually is, we can, we can come help you. And I think that's a pretty good setup for men saying, Hey, I improved your dish and now everyone <laughs> actually likes it. Yeah, a lot of the stuff Min does, it feels like the the comedy beat is supposed to be like she's foreign, so like she might have trouble saying things or like American customs. But I I feel like there's not 
Peggy is already upset that Min figured out her recipe. Mm-hmm. And I there there's a lot a lot that happens in the show that's like Peggy's housewife like ideals get challenged and then she that's a source of her frustration a lot. But they also have Peggy as this like working woman type and I don't, I don't, there's never anything in the t- text where it's like her frustration comes from she can't do b- both perfectly. So it's, it yeah. always just confuses me and like, hmm. like here how she's just incredibly upset that Min figured out a recipe. Th- there's the added touch of, oh, everyone actually likes it now, which yeah, that th- makes sense. Kind of just like a possessiveness, I think, or like, uh, there, because like the, at the dinner party, she was like saying like, oh yeah, it's a secret recipe. Um, and I won't tell it to anybody even, and like men asks for it and Peggy's like, oh no, like that's, you know, I, I won't tell anyone. And then yeah, it's like the, well, the next day she's like, oh, I just did it myself and made it better. <laughs> and I think it's just like, um, probably just like being shown up in some way, just like some mm-hmm. sort of Pe- Peggy is like a walking insecurity. Yeah. That's that's a, that's a through line through the entire show at least, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah that 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 yeah that makes sense there where so just the kind of like it's something you see in kids media a lot the new kid in school and then everyone yeah. thinks the new kid is cool and the main character mm-hmm. is like oh man yeah there's there's something <laughs> to to Hank's reaction to it where he's very insecure about it but like when he sees Peggy insecure about it with men he is taking the other family side rather than consoling Peggy in any way. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's like, actually it's good that they're improving all these things. And he's make some racist <laughs> remark about how that's just what they do. Um, <laughs> <ugh>. <laughs> and probably attributes it to the things that like, well, just like, just like, Oh yeah, these are things that came from Asian people. Right. Like, <laughs> cause she says something about like TVs or whatever. Yeah. While while the barbecue is going on, Bobby and Connie are like, "Oh, why why can't our dogs play together? They're in love. We should let them play together." And when they they set them free, causing the dogs to run away, setting up the the worst thing, the worst thing of this episode, uh-huh. um, <laughs> possibly the worst thing uh, socially in this show. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure it was like a hot button like joke topic that was made in the 90s um because like now i don't think i don't think you could you could yeah. do this even in a satirical representation of it i don't think i think yeah. it would get a lot more pushback there's con um like they hank like eats one of con's burgers it's like oh this guy does know how to actually cook a burger and that everyone is all satisfied like it's the best damn damn burger i ever ate how many do you have, Dale? And like none. I don't eat dog. And holds yeah, up and he shows up the empty leash. Yeah, and everyone's and like, "What?" And then oh, the the so that goes to commercial. When it comes back, as as much as I hate the sentiment, the the, the phrasing of the joke is very funny. And when Dale says, "So here's all the facts," they fed us a dog. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what the fuck dale <laughs> just he's so quick to fucking believe anything yeah. he thinks it's and th- th- just the underlying racism that that, that yeah. hank holds that he won't see into is he's fully willing to believe that he was fed dog yeah because it's just like well i guess the pieces sort of line up and yeah. i because I, I think he's he pushes back at first where he's like that's not yeah. a real thing it's that's in, just it's, it's in the it's in the recipe. Look, it says it says meat, not dog. The dog is meat. Now, I, the only like kind of good payoff with it is is Bill being like, "Well, I don't know. Maybe they're onto something." Yeah, because he's just like, "Hey, if it was that good." <laughs> yeah, throughout the whole episode, it's like, "Dog is meat." Oh, it sure is. <laughs> and everyone's like, "Bill, what the fuck, dude?" <laughs> and I, I'm I'm fully not. I, I know I'm not going to give them this much credit, but there is stuff to say about, like, how we look at other cultures with the stuff they eat for meat, and then we call it gross, but what we yeah, eat well, is fine. The, yeah, the, <laughs> the post, like, the, the credit sequence of this is, like, Peggy asking for advice on all her recipes with men, 
and yeah. the 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 punchline to that sequence one everything she suggests is nutmeg which is funny um <laughs> but at the end of it she's like and here's this rabbit stew and she's like oh you people eat rabbit you'll eat anything um which is i think uh a bit a bit of a payoff for for that sentiment <laughs> it's just uh hank being in horrified mode thinking that they dog and then running around he overhears min on the phone asking for dog or calling about their dog yeah calling about their dog what what hank hears is she's asking for what he thinks is dog meat but as soon as he runs away she's like we've lost our family dog <laughs> if you can help us find him yeah um well you know i think i think we hear that before he walks up because i think he because this is, is this when he like runs away accidentally cutting their flowers after they notice him yeah um yeah because yeah she's calling about a missing dog and she's like describing it but like what he hears is like oh yeah like this size this this like 20 25 pounds or something and he's you know freaking out about thinking what he thinks he's hearing um and then she notices him calls in con and then He's like, I can't hear you. I turns on his weed whacker back on. He's like, I'm doing this, <laughs> and he runs away like an idiot and just destroys all their flowers. And they're like, Why are you such an asshole, Hank? What the yeah. fuck, dude? <laughs> but yeah, at that point, he's just convinced. Finds out Ladybird's missing, and that, um, oh yeah, because the kids are like, Ladybird's a bloodhound. Let's use her to track it down. And then they yeah immediately fucking lose grip of her leash. Because she runs so fast. So Hank thinks they stole they stole Ladybird. And then he goes back over to their house to confront them. And he, he like, Khan threatens him with a bat. And then, oh, that, skip it over. Like, she's uh, chopping, like, he sees men chopping meat in mm-hmm. the window. And just assumes it's his dog. <laughs> Immediately. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> When they're sitting at, when they're sitting there, the kids run up and uh, say that it's their fault. The kids, the the dogs are gone. And what causes the two adult men to finally, finally see that they aren't so different after all is that they both punish their children by sending to their room without dessert. Yeah, then they bond over, yeah, they bond over how aggressively they parent. I, I, yeah, I referenced this before. Where was, they they have a conversation about like what the desserts are, and they're like, our kids may have different desserts, but regardless, we still send them to bed hungry, and it's just like laid so bare. <laughs> I do. I want to believe in this scene too. Is Khan like? Kind of, now that he's had like a light moment with Hank, he plays along with Hank's unaware racism. Where Hank's like, I didn't know you could you could uh, incentivize a kid with a fortune cookie and an orange slice. And Khan's mm-hmm. like, a fortune cookie might be small, but it contains great wisdom. And the orange is very juicy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I want to believe that that's Khan, like, making a joke out of it that Hank's probably not going to get, but he can laugh at. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Or <laughs> a- after... After they send the kids to the room, the kids just, the dogs just show up. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, all right, cool, it's fine now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there are no consequences. <laughs> nope. Because <laughs> that's the thing, even too, because like, uh, when they're confronted on the porch, like when they're like, Hank's like, oh, so the dogs are alive. And uh, a fucking con is like, yeah, what the, f- what did you, th- what, what did you think happened? And he's like, nothing. <laughs> I didn't think anything. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Hank doesn't have to confront the horrible fucked up stuff he was thinking. Exactly. <laughs> he doesn't have to face punishment for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he bonded over masculinity. It's fine. <laughs> Happy end. At least he doesn't spank Bobby. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's like one of the wildest character developments next to the fact that Hank Hill used to smoke cigarettes but now doesn't is mm-hmm. <laughs> that he does not spank his kid. Huh. That I feel like that's like a small little nugget that lets you know that he's not like ideal conservative role model be, golden statue. 
he could be worse. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> as as an, as a conservative older white guy, he could be worse. <laughs> That's where the bar is. God. <laughs> this episode is so much. It really is. Especially it's, unpacking more of it. <laughs> yeah, like in the middle of the episode. Like, wait a minute. I just realized this is way worse than I thought it was. <laughs> But yeah, I know Hank, Hank willing to project his, his racism that he won't confront on literally anything in front of him. Uh, great. <laughs> well, is there anything we missed that you want to wanna pedal back to real quick? Uh, I don't think... So. Not that I can remember. Yeah, there's one that I... Remember that we missed where it's when they first get the invitation to dinner and it's Khan holding up like a greeting card shaped like Texas. He's like, howdy, 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 howdy. If you want to live in this country, why not speak English? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a, a good part of the setup for, for him. Yeah, because like he's coming from California and he's probably like critical of the South in a lot of ways. Yeah. So. <laughs> Interesting sort of way that they built that character. Hard to say how much it pays off based on this episode. But, I don't know. I hope there's non-white people in that writer's room. Or there was, is what I should say. I sure hope so, too. <laughs> it's 1997, so... Uh, <laughs> not sure. Mm-hmm. We can hope. I'm looking at the writer's credits on the wiki. There is straight up... Oh, I guess there's some pictures of this dude. I just pulled out the one dude, Glenn Berger. And this, <laughs> I like that he is a producer and writer known for Kung Fu Panda... King of the Hill and <laughs> Kung Fu Panda 2. <laughs> Good. And this picture is him with Jonathan Abel, which is the other writer on the episode. Hmm. Looks like they're a team a lot of the time. All he right. really jumped from King of the Hill to the Kung Fu Panda movies. Damn, dude. <laughs> yeah, the show ended. And he's like, well, fuck. Gotta find a new job. <laughs> Start, yeah, he's writing Kung Fu Panda. Did trolls, can we get the McElroys in King of the Hill? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck having the McElroys and trolls. Yeah. <laughs> Is that <sighs> even a thing we want, really? Probably not. <laughs> I don't know how well that'll work. Bobby, what's a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, you know Bobby would start a fucking podcast, though. Oh, yeah. Dad, it's like it's like radio for the internet. Radio is that thing you listen to in the car so you don't have to talk to your wife. <laughs> uh, this is why they should just like hire me to write episodes. See, I just uh-huh. wrote some good dialogue right there. <laughs> Honestly, that's, that's secretly the subplot of, of this podcast. If you're trying to pivot yourself into a writer's position. Like, no, I get I, it. I get it. <laughs> I need to be. A, I also need to be a mod of of the King of the Hill subreddit. Okay. <laughs> so I, can, I, I wish you luck. So I can ban all the people who use King of the Hill to justify their weird racism. Yeah, Jonathan Abel also had special thanks um, in Shrek the Third, uh, Shrek Forever After, Kung Fu Panda Secrets of the Masters, which is a video short, and hmm. the Lego Movie 2, very recently. So I don't know what you're doing out there, Jonathan Abel, but this episode was pretty racist. <laughs> so... <laughs> I'm yeah, glad you this... pivoted to Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, also, unfortunately, Khan is voiced by a white guy. Oh, I don't yeah. Know if I, that's surprising. I wouldn't have been surprised, no. There's... Uh, uh, I wish they, they, they figured out a way. To, I don't know who would be a good guest voice for, for Khan, but they have had like famous people do recurring guest voices like tom petty voices a character regularly through the last like four or five seasons hmm, interesting <laughs> and danny trejo voices a character for, for, in like the last few seasons yeah that's not that surprising <laughs> yeah but <laughs> so af- after these two episodes how are you feeling on king of the hill <laughs> you know uh it's such a fucking like you gave me a really good funny episode and you gave me an episode that like I don't know how to feel about like, but at its worst is terrible. So I don't know. This is also like the first season, but you said like 
this show pretty much hits the ground running. So I don't. <laughs> I would. I would imagine due to the passage of time, some of some of that blatant racism gets washed away and becomes more subtle. Like, literally, the they don't do. There's one other episode that deals with like racism. Uh, but it's. I, I can't. I haven't watched it in a while, so I can't say mm. if it's handled better. And the immediately in the episode after this one, though, um, you you I think it's a good placement for the next episode where uh, it's the introduction of Hank's dad, who was a World War II veteran. He fought in Japan, and he had his shins blown off by a Japanese uh, machine gun turret. And when he pulls up to to the neighborhood. The first thing that goes off in your brain is, oh, no, he's going to be super racist to Khan. And someone says, Miss, Mr. Hill, this is uh, this is Khan. He's Japanese or something. He's like, no, he's not. He's Laotian. Hmm. Like, <laughs> so you get you get that quick like, oh, they're done with being racist towards Khan. <laughs> oh, OK. <laughs> <laughs> so at least it doesn't uh, continue <laughs> as much. <laughs> I they suppose that's good. After this, they don't really deal with race as much, so mm-hmm. they just go to middle-aged white guy is bad at being a person <laughs> who can who has feelings. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, stick to what you know. <laughs> well, that brings us to the end here. Uh, what kind of stuff do you got to plug this time? Oh, uh, I don't. Need, I already have forgotten what I plugged last time. We were Just in the network was... in general, I believe. <laughs> it was like an the hour ago. Of, <laughs> the passage of time for you could be, you the listener could be like an hour because you you're like I want to listen to the other episode Jill was on, or it could be a year because you were listening to the podcast, forgot, and now you're picking it back up. <laughs> and who knows where we will be at as people when this is released? Um, but you can find me on Twitter at Ghost of Joe, Ghost of J O. Um, I, I do make a bunch of podcasts that you can all find on the Orange Groves Podcast Network, um, which you, you can find that at theorangegroves.com uh, to check out all the other shows there. Um, I don't know. Just go check out shows that I'm not on. <laughs> just uh, <laughs> Presuming this comes out either this summer or later, uh, there's there's some cool stuff coming soon. So check out that stuff. Yeah. Talk about... Oh, talk about Neon Genesis Evangelion at some point. So, <laughs> um, e- if equally heavy in like the man, these dad, this dad just doesn't know how to be a dad. Like every, uh, there's a lot of toxic masculinity in that show too. Um, but I, I would say blatantly aware of what it's doing. Not uh. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> What if Shinji and Bobby Hill met? All right. They're uh. the same character. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Bobby, you got to pilot the Eva again or or Lou Wayne will have to do it again. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but, Dad, I don't want to pilot the Eva. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it runs on propane. <laughs> Uh, a- oh yeah, LCL is just propane. Uh, well, you can you can find me on Twitter at, at noimjory, tweeting about uh, games I'm playing or s- media I'm consuming in general. Really, uh, if you're right here on the Orange Groves Network, you can listen to all sorts of different stuff. So, like Joe said, there's plenty of cool stuff on there. There's our show. There's my weekly wrestling show I do with my friend Cameron, who was on two episodes of this show uh i just i I like all all the stuff on this network it's it's a nice happy family Mm -hmm. when i listen to a show that i really like i try and like can i get it on the network (laughs) (laughs) that's a smart move (laughs) (laughs) it works sometimes (laughs) but uh yeah i don't i don't i can't think of any funny joke to end on uh so don't be racist like Hank Hill, please. Please, God. <laughs> please be more aware of what you're doing and saying. Think for like critically for like two seconds. <laughs>
Welcome to They Them Theirs, a monthly non-binary discussion podcast. We're here, we're queer, let's talk about it. My name is Joe. And my name is Rain. We're non-binary, and once a month we sit down and we talk about gender. 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 (laughs) We talk about our experiences with gender expression, pronouns, and other parts of the trans and non-binary experience. We also talk about a lot of anime and music that we like and relate to. And our cats. Yeah. (laughs) You can listen at theorangegroves.com or search They Them Theirs on your podcast app of choice. Until next time, take care, and remember, nice gender. Hi, I'm Caitlin. And I'm Joe. Sugar We're Going Down podcasting is exactly what it sounds like. Each week, we get a random Fall Out Boy song and discuss it in various ways, such as... What are its merits musically? Is it a bop? Does it have chugs? It's lyrical complexity. Sometimes Pete writes a triple entendre, and sometimes he doesn't even finish the first entendre. Does the video make any goddamn sense, though? Usually, no. How gay does it make us feel? Usually... A lot of gay. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or your personal podcatcher of choice and get a new episode every Wednesday until it kills us. Caitlin, is this more than you bargained for yet? Honestly, it already is. 